You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Overtime on 106.7 The Fan continues. I'm Tim Donnelly. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Donnelly Sports, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-Y-S-P-O-R-T-S. Always open for a conversation. And along those lines, let's head to the phone lines, 1-800-636-1067. We've been talking commanders all day, and we're going to continue to do so. Uh, let's, let's go to Anthony, who's on the call in line. Again, that number, 1-800-636-1067. Has some reactions to uh, a conversation we had with a caller. Anthony, thanks for calling in. What are your reactions? Hey, thanks for taking my thanks for taking my call. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I had a little bone to pick again, also with the call they called in talking about firing Ron Rivera and getting rid of Heineke. Look, <laughs> at the end of the day, we all know that Heineke is is a backup in this league, but Wentz, you know, was not getting the job done. When Wentz was really effective early in his career, it's because he had one of the best offensive lines in football. And as you saw him progress over a couple of years. When he didn't have that offensive line, he was standing around and he wasn't moving up in the pocket and getting rid of the ball. He was taking sacks like he did for us this year. Heineke's at least getting enough done. I saw a stat the other day that I thought was pretty interesting that said in the last 15 games played, and it ranked the quarterbacks, and I believe Heineke ranked like third behind Patrick Mahomes and maybe one other quarterback. In the last 15 games, he's 10-5. and five. So, you can say what you want about him, but he's winning, and that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Uh, I appreciate the call, Anthony. Call back in any time, 1-800-636-1067. I have, and, and this, Anthony, you're not the first to, to walk down this path with me. I have the biggest love-hate relationship with wins and losses as a quarterback stat. I, it's, it's my logical brain wants to tell me that it is – not all on the quarterback. Like I, I can't give if two quarterbacks lead offenses that both don't turn, both don't turn the ball over and both score twenty eight points per game. But one team's defense is giving up thirty five and that quarterback's losing games, and the other team's defense is giving up twenty one and they're winning games. I have a really hard time looking at those quarterbacks exceptionally different. Maybe shades of gray, right? Maybe this one's making a few more plays late in the game or whatever, but. I have a really hard time looking at wins and losses as the end-all, be-all. I like to use it as part of the equation. So Taylor Heineke's winning games, let's see why, right? Taylor Heineke, 10-5, and 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 I don't know if that stat is exactly right. I don't want to completely co-sign for the caller, but it's probably – I mean, there aren't many quarterbacks winning two two out of every three games they play, so 10-5 and is definitely up there. Gosh, I want to know if how much of that is despite Taylor, how much of that is because Taylor, how much of that is for for reasons, right? It, it's it's one of the harder things to to talk about. But I, I agree, 
you know, I do. I I've been subscribed to the "if it ain't broke, don't fix it" theory, not just in sports but in in life for a long time. But occasionally, even if it's not broken, you want to try to get better, right? That's ambition. Things to your, your life could be going great, but you still want that promotion. That's not a "if it ain't broke, don't fix it" situation. That's a you just want to get better. Let's go to Paul in Tyson's corner. He wants to talk about Heineke and the system. Ah, we've got to love when we talk system quarterbacks. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan. The phone number is 1-800-636-1067. Paul, thanks for calling in. What do you have? Yeah, I could say that um, unequivocally that Taylor's better for this system, better suited for this system than Carson Wentz. Doesn't mean he's a better quarterback. Okay. I mean, that's all debatable. Um, but, you know, it goes back to that whole argument. I've heard people all week talking about how they want to go back to Carson. Well, Jeff George <laughs> had one of the greatest skill sets ever, the best arm maybe ever in the NFL, right? Um, and I remember Snyder brought him here. Skill set doesn't mean you're a great quarterback. Um, and, again, I'm not arguing and saying, you know, that Taylor is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I watched the game with two fans from different teams last week. I watched with buddies of mine. Who, one's a Cleveland, one's a Miami fan. And um, they were commenting the whole first half about how horrible the, the Washington D-line was, and they had heard it was great. So, you know, last week, what do you give them, a C? I mean, the D-line did not play well last week. Mariota made them look horrible. Patterson made them look horrible. So it's a team game. Um and for right now, Heineke is a starter. He's not a backup right this minute. He's a starter. It's All right. can't argue there, it. There you go. Good battery. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye bye. Of course. Uh, and and you know I said that earlier, and and I know it. You know if you're just tuning in, or even if you've been listening, you can't remember everything uh, that that comes through the the speakers. But it is nice to just be at a point now, finally, where. I can just say, like, the quarterback in Washington, the quarterback in Washington, and nobody responds with, who are you talking about? It's like if I say the quarterback in Washington had a great game last week or had a tough game last week or needs to get rid of the ball or, or, or anything, uh, everybody knows I'm talking about Taylor Heineke, which is just a little less exhausting. Uh, how about this, though? If I were to say the most talented player on the Washington defense, does everybody go Chase Young? I'm just talking physically talented when they're healthy. Does everybody go Chase Young? Chase Young is tantalizing with his skill set. I think that's the best way to put it, right? He, he you know, makes your, your metaphorical drool start coming out of your mouth because of how excited you are to see this guy play. And then, I mean, he's playing, he's playing will he, won't he, like, like the great sitcom couples of all time. We're talking like... Sam and Diane and Cheers. We're talking uh, uh, Jim and Pam in the office, right? Will they, won't they? <laughs> That's what we're looking at with, with, with Chase Young. Is he coming back or is he not? Right? He activated to practice, didn't play. This is going to be the week, didn't play. Is he going to be this week? We don't know. He's playing uh, one of the most tempting games of will he, won't he return that we've seen. We know the impact he can make when healthy. We know the impact he can make when, when he can bend around the edge, when, when he can fire off the ball, when he can go after strip sacks and scoop and scores and be you know, a 6'6", 245, 245, 255, 265 pound version of, of a, a playmaker on defense. But the more 
He is going to play. No, he's not. In, out, in, out, in, this week. Oh, ne- next week. Oh, this week. No, next week. The more that happens, I'm expecting less and less from him. Because I I understand that if it's that touch and go to play or not, they're waiting to see how the knee reacts. Right? They're waiting to see if it swells. They're waiting to see if he can go 100%. They're, they're waiting for a reason, right? If, if they were just being ultra, 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 ultra cautious, which I would be fine with, by the way. Don't get me wrong. That guy has a career long enough ahead of him that you shouldn't mess with it now. Uh, but But – if they were just being ultra, ultra, ultra cautious, there would be no leaking of we're expecting him this week, right? There would just be leaking of we're going to be ultra, ultra, ultra cautious. So so every time they, they say he's in and, and not, or they say, yeah, he's coming back for 10 snaps, every time they, they pull back a little bit, I expect a little less, right? I expect a little less because that means he's he's – just crossing the finish line. Just crossing the finish line. Right? My preference, if I had my druthers, if I were the, the czar of Washington Commanders football, the thing that I would do is, is I would say, like, I only want him to play if it is a no-doubt home run that he is healthy enough, effective enough, and go. I, like, I only want him to play if the home run is in McCovey Cove out there in, in San Francisco. I don't want him to, to play – even if it's a home run, if, like, the, the outfielder is jumping to try to catch it. You know what I mean? I want it to be a no-doubter. And until it is a no-doubter, just just keep it to yourself. Right? Don't don't think make us think on Tuesday, well, we're going to see how it reacts and we'll, we'll make the decision pregame. It's like, ah, if you have to make the decision pregame, I don't want him in there. I also have to ask a question. We've been talking about their defensive line, although, as the caller pointed out, not as great against the Falcons, but, I mean, the defense gave up 13 points, so they did something right. Uh, did they need him? Payne, Allen, Sweat all have at least six and a half sacks. They all have double-digit tackles for a loss. They're getting pressure on the quarterback. I'm not sure I'm rushing back a defensive lineman to get in that rotation because it's like you don't need him. You don't. It's It's – the benefit of having a talent around your stars in that if they do have to miss time, you don't have to freak out. And you don't have to put them in harm's way out there early. So I was all in favor. Matter of fact, what was it, last weekend? Maybe even the weekend before. Uh, I was right here on 106.7 The Fan on a Saturday morning, and I was discussing all, oh, I was so excited for Chase Young to come back. I was talking with callers, which, by the way, call line open, 1-800-636-1067, on how he might take that defense to another level. And then they pulled it back, and they said, ah, maybe not this week. And I went, ooh, ooh, what are you waiting for? Why did you say no to this week? And if you're waiting for something, why not wait longer for it, right? Be cautious, be smart. He's too valuable to the team in the future too valuable to the team down the line. Because like I said, I, I still believe if you just look at pure talent, even though John Allen's awesome, Payne's awesome, uh, Sweat opposite of him is awesome, I still think like if you just look at pure talent on that defensive line, you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody that thinks Chase Young, when healthy and feeling right, isn't at the top of that list. 
1-800-636-1067 is the call in line. I'm Tim Donnelly. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I have one question that I, I can almost guarantee has not been asked about the, the Washington Commanders this year, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Can you ask anything else of Terry McLaurin? Am I crazy for wanting more from Terry McLaurin? He's been great. Can I ask him to do more? That's coming up next right here. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. I'm Tim Donnelly. Phone lines are open. 1-800-636-1067. I'm going to ask something that I don't think has been asked in Washington as of yet. I want to see more from Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin has a probably a, a near unanimous approval rating. Almost, almost everybody loves that guy. I'm going to ask more of him. But first, uh, I have a <laughs> – this is kind of funny, right? Uh, our, our, our awesome producer, Caitlin, is, is sending me notes on, on who's on the call in line. And there's one person who is LB in D.C., wants to talk about the speed of the linebacking core. Now, before we get to, to Terry McLaurin, if I have someone who wants to talk about the linebackers in D.C. and they identify as L.B. in D.C., I have to take that call, right? So we'll go to L.B. in D.C. You can call in as well, 1-800-636-1067. Before we talk about McLaurin, let's hear what L.B. has to say. L.B., what do you have for us? I'd like to know what the 40 speed is on the linebackers and who is the fastest person on the team in the cornerbacks and the linebackers. Because it seems like nobody's plugging up the holes. You've got guys ripping off eight, nine yards of carry, and it doesn't look pretty. Appreciate the call. Um, I, I can tell you this. I don't have all the 40 times right off the top of my head, but but uh, I can tell you Jamin Davis is mostly drafted because of his speed, so I would assume he's the fastest linebacker. Uh, if you get into the secondary, I mean, I would assume the, the corners are the fastest. Again, I don't have them all right in front of me. I can – I can uh, look him up for you maybe, and, and who knows, maybe I'll, I'll tweet something out. But I can tell you, Jamin Davis, is he was drafted for that purpose, okay? He is a first-round pick linebacker and, and not an edge-rushing linebacker, not an outside linebacker, an off-ball linebacker. So when you draft somebody that high, uh, I know he had a fast 40, sub-4-5. He's the guy who you expect to get up in there and, and, and plug the holes in the running game, as well as be a great coverage guy. So, so he has a lot of, lot of potential, and it's about uh, being able to, to live up to it. Now, speaking of having a lot of potential, speaking of living up to it, Terry McLaurin has been great, right? He is, you know, I, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, he feels like he just gets it. Okay, when he talks to the media, when he's in the locker room, when he's on the field, it feels like he just gets it. It feels like maybe we should convince him to not play football and go like run for office because he just he understands situations, what's needed, all that sort of stuff. I'm kidding. We don't want to talk about playing football, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? One day he's going to be a coach or, or a CEO, <laughs> and either way he's going to be successful. Uh, he's been great. I want him to do more. I want him to do more. I want, I'm, I'm asking him to do more. Now hear me out, right? I'm not just being greedy. I'm not just looking at the best player and saying, I need you to, to bail me out. Hear me out. Terry is the ninth highest paid wide receiver in the NFL on a per year basis. They didn't mess around when paying him this offseason. I want to be clear. I agreed with the move. You pay that guy. 
for all the reasons I mentioned and more, right? He's excellent on the field. He's excellent in the community. He's excellent with the, me- excellent with the media, leader, all those sorts of things. You pay that guy. But he's the ninth highest paid wide receiver in the NFL on a per-year basis. And if you're curious, um, who else? <laughs> if you're curious who else is in that mix, uh, it goes like this. Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, D.K. Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin with Metcalf, Debo, and Terry all kind of getting it done at a similar time this offseason and all of their deals very similar. So if I look at look at that and you just say ninth highest paid, to get value, he needs to be better than the ninth best receiver in the NFL. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking economics here. To get value on something, you have to get more worth out of it than you paid for it. So if you're paying him the ninth most per year of all the wide receivers in the NFL, I'm not sure I want to have that guy getting less receiving yards per game than Mike Evans, Amon St. Brown, Amari Cooper, Chris Olave, T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, C.D. Lamb, Travis Kelsey, Jamar Chase. We can go on and on. Now, before I – I mean, the phone lines are open, 1-800-636-1067. I know there's context. I know other guys that are turning in better statistical seasons. And there's three three receivers already with over 1,200 yards receiving. So there are guys putting in work. They have better situations. Okay, I get it. They have likely quarterbacks that are more established, play callers that are more creative, offenses that are more explosive. I get it. But... I think it's fair to demand of your best players that they elevate those around them. Right? Make no mistake. Uh, and I'm not giving him all of the credit, but if you look at Josh Allen pre and post Stefan Diggs, that's a different beast. Right? You look at, at, at someone like uh, Tua Tungo Vailoa pre and post Tyreek Hill, that's a different beast. There are players that just simply raise the level of those around them. So that's where I'm being, I'm, I'm like, I'm not being greedy. I'm not being difficult. I'm being high expectations, right? What, what do you tell every youth football player or a youth athlete of any kind when a coach yells at them? It's when they stop yelling that you should be worried, right? Well, you don't say, oh, they're yelling at you because they hate you. Or, oh, no, they're yelling at you because they know there's something more within, within you. They can get more out of you. If Terry McLaurin's stats, and they're good, right? Don't get me wrong. 70 yards per game, just two touchdowns. That's a problem. Matter of fact, let's go through this. Of the top 13 wide receivers in yards this season, total yards, Terry McLaurin has easily the fewest amount of touchdowns, so he doesn't need to find the end zone more. But that gets into what I'm saying. That gets into what I'm saying. I know there's something tremendously special about Terry McLaurin. I need more out of him. And I'm not just saying it to Terry McLaurin. I'm saying it to everybody. I'm saying Taylor Heineke. Give Terry opportunities. I'm saying Scott Turner. Draw plays that get him open. Right? There's, there's, there's to me... The haves and the have-nots and play callers, okay? Play calling is is one of my, like, like cottage industries, right? I love 
play calling in the NFL because it's money that you can spend outside of the salary cap that directly affects the field of play. I would I, Every single year if I were an owner in the NFL or a head coach or a GM in the NFL, I would have the highest paid play caller. And I would be extremely comfortable with that decision because it doesn't cost against the salary cap and you can see the impact on the field. It's one of the only ways. But when, when I look at play callers in the NFL this season and, and in recent years, to me there's the haves and the have-nots. There are the guys, the play callers, that can, can draw up plays to open up wide receivers that everybody in the stadium knows is going to get the ball. Right, think of Matt LaFleur when he had Devontae Adams, right? Green Bay Packers head coach and, and play caller. He and Aaron Rodgers were able to somehow get Devontae Adams 10-plus catches seemingly every game despite the fact that every defensive coordinator went into the game going, Devontae Adams should not be able to get 10-plus catches. But they did it anyway. There are the haves that can do that, and there are the have-nots that can't. Right? Do you think any defensive coordinator is surprised when they play Buffalo and Stefan Diggs gets peppered with targets, yet somehow he still gets open? Credit to Brian Dable last year, the, the new head coach of the Giants, who was their play caller, now Ken Dorsey. Right? Think about who the Chiefs' wide receivers are, especially now with injuries. It's Sky Moore. It's Justin Watson. It's MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. But somehow Travis Kelsey's still getting open. I want that same energy from Washington. I want Terry McLaurin, even though everybody knows that Taylor Heineke loves throwing to Terry McLaurin. Right? He, he wears the shirts that say Scary Terry, and he, he hypes up Terry McLaurin. Even though everybody knows that, I want them to still find a way because I know it's possible because I've seen the haves be able to do it. Go back to last year, uh, Sean McVay and Cooper Cup. He led the, led the league in catches, yards, and touchdowns receiving. So you can't tell me, oh, there's no way to get him more catches because everybody knows and defenses are focusing on him. I don't care. I want more from Terry, which means I want him given the opportunity to do more by those around him, coach and quarterback. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. 1-800-636-1067 is the call in line. That's 1-800-636-1067. Feel free to call in. We'd love to hear from you. When we come back, did everybody forget about Dan Snyder thinking about selling? Did everybody forget about that? I haven't heard enough. Or does winning actually solve all that? Stick around. Continuing on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan, I'm Tim Donnelly. Phone lines open, 1-800-636-1067. It definitely feels like something's being forgotten about. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, But first, I want to head to the call-in lines. Again, they are open. Feel free to call in, 1-800-636-1067. We've been talking on and off about Taylor Heineke and where he stands in his his place on, on the Washington Commanders heading into tomorrow's gigantic matchup against the New York Giants. Jamie in D.C. called in with some comments. Want to hear from him. Uh, Jamie, thank you very much for calling in. What do you have for us? Yeah, hi. Uh, I originally called in to chime in about Heineke, but mm-hmm. sitting here, there's something else I wanted to talk about. Maybe you can answer for me. Uh, you're not the first do my best. talk to host to do this, but you know, my question is, why do talk show hosts ask people to call in 
and then ramble on for 16 minutes about something else, have the, have the caller sit through two commercials before you get to the phone call. My point is, is if you're going to talk about something, talk about something, and don't tell people to call in. But if you're going to have people call in and then keep them on hold for okay. over 20 okay. minutes. Jamie, 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 we, we had other callers get on the line. Just talk for Appreciate 16 you. minutes. All right, Jamie. We're, we're going to appreciate the call. Uh, unfortunately, I, you know, I wish we could get you on as soon as you called in, but we're not. We're not sitting here waiting for you. Uh, if you had something to say about Taylor Heineke, we would have loved to have heard it, but uh, but now we won't. Did everybody forget about Dan Snyder? Thinking about selling? It's. I, I'm just going to let you guys in on a little behind the scenes here. Uh, you know, I come on 106.7 uh, occasionally, and. I luckily or or unluckily, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, I was hosting the the night that the news broke that Dan Snyder was contracting uh, a bank to listen to potential sales or potential transactions involving the team. And speaking of the calls and and waiting for calls, as that caller just brought up, uh, the lines lit up. Right, and we had guys waiting and, and ladies waiting for a while to get on the air because everybody wanted to celebrate. Everybody wanted to get on air and talk about how happy they were that Dan Snyder was at least going through the very first stages of selling. And it w- and it was funny because you know we're now whatever it is two two and a half three weeks later, and it seems like the the. the I don't know. The excitement has passed. It was like it was like one day, two days, three days, and now everyone's back to to assuming that the the guy's going nowhere. And and I was I was thinking about the why, right? How can everyone go from that excited, that impressive, that that ready to roll, to talking about everything but? Now, part of it is these things take time, right? And nobody that that heard that Dan Snyder was contracting the bank to do that sort of thing uh, thought, you know, hey, two week by week nine, <laughs> right? By by week thirteen, we'll have a new owner. Like no, nobody was thinking that. But I did expect it to kind of be part of the the background. I did expect it to be part of this season, right? The the check-ins, the what's going on, uh, right? I, I, there were articles that week of uh, Jay-Z might be part of an ownership group. Bezos might be part of an ownership group. This guy, that guy, this lady, that lady, they all want to buy in. And now it's just kind of simmering. So I, I thought this. Does winning actually solve everything? Because... Uh, Washington is the hottest team in the NFL right now. You, you can hear it on the rejoins. Uh, a caller mentioned it earlier. They are one of the hottest, if not the hottest team in the NFL right now. And suddenly there's there's way less talk about the dysfunction. Even, I mean, uh, and I could go on, and maybe I will here, I could go on forever, forever about the Sean Taylor statue, right? And, and, and how disrespectful that seemed from my vantage point, and how uh, you know you you don't want to be too critical of it because I know his family was involved and they were there and 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 they seemed pleased and moved by it. But at the same time, the Sean Taylor meant so much to the community. I think they should have put more effort into into that squad, right? Into not, that squad might not be the right that statue, that that presentation, right? All the way down to making sure that you had the the tape on his face mask. Did that distract everybody? 
Because to me, as soon as I hear that, right, as soon as I saw the wire mannequin that was the Sean Taylor statue thing, I don't even know what to call it. My first thought was, how quickly can that bank field transactions for the team? My first thought was Byron Allen. My first thought was was who Josh Harris, right? All these guys and ladies that were mentioned as, as potential owners for the team. That was my first thought, and I didn't see that pop up very often. Did, is everyone just kind of okay with everything or, or willingly covering their eyes because Washington's playing well? Does winning actually solve everything that quickly? You become the hottest team in the NFL, people will stop celebrating the fact that, that you're maybe out? I'm surprised by that. Josh in Rockville has some comments on Snyder, so we'll go to him on the call in line. 1-800-636-1067. Josh in Rockville, thanks for calling in. What do you have? Oh, Josh dropped. Thank you, Caitlin. So we'll move on from Josh. And you know what? Let's just go in back into our Terry conversation because I want to go to the call in line. Rob in Haymarket has some comments on me wanting more from Terry. Uh, Rob, thanks for calling in. What do you have for us? Hey, really enjoyed the, the show and, and this conversation. We all love Terry. We all want to see more from our offense. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is we don't have a quarterback with elite arm talent. And everybody you mentioned mm-hmm. – uh, those other teams, Josh Allen, elite arm talent. Aaron Rodgers, elite arm talent. Patrick Mahomes, elite arm talent. They can do more because they have a quarterback that can give them the ball. And over and over, we're seeing, even in our game, sometimes Terry has to come back to balls. Balls are underthrown. The balls are overthrown. So we're pretty limited. So, I mean, I'm not sure what you would suggest. Well, uh, I, first of all, appreciate the call and, 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 and stick with me. I could have kept going, right? I could have added right. uh, I, I could have added other players such as Amonra St. Brown, who's, who's younger and still putting up more impressive statistics on a, point, uh, a per-game basis. Amari Cooper, who's up there with, with the Browns, who now will have a quarterback with arm strength and Deshaun Watson, but didn't with Jacoby Brissett, or at least not as much. I, I'm fully aware that Terry McLaurin's situation is not perfect, but when you pay someone to be the ninth, I mean, you're paying 20 plus million dollars per year. Part of it is we're paying you that much because you can overcome your situation. And, and I love Terry. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I love Terry as much as, as much as anybody. But I just I think there's a little bit more juice there that we can get out of him. Does that make sense? And, and I totally agree. I, I mean, I think our, our offense coordinator, I think we can we can do mm. better in that area. I would love to get the coordinator from Kansas City in Washington. But I also know when Terry got that contract, they probably thought Carson Wentz was going to be a guy that could get him the ball, especially the deep <laughs> ball. But when that didn't work out, you know, you kind of got your hands tied. A hundred percent. Thank you for the call, um, uh, Rob. And, and, and call back in any time, 1-800-636-1067. I'm completely aware, okay, and, and I want this to be to be completely clear, that if you were to swap Terry McLaurin in for some of these guys who have the perfect situation, he likely would go nuts, right? He likely would have, you know, 1,000-plus yards already instead of sitting at, at 840. I get that, okay? I completely understand that. But I also – Right, you only have so many guys you can give that much money to, and you expect them to overcome certain things. And I and I'm being greedy. I, I'm not greedy's the wrong word. I'm being high expectation, right? I'm I'm setting lofty goals here. But I I just think there's more there. I think there's more available. Uh, 
You know what? Real quickly here before the break, we'll take another call. Let's go to John in Alexandria. He has comments on Terry. You can call in as well, 1-800-636-1067. John, thanks for calling in. What do you have? Hey, Tim. How's it going, man? I I enjoy the show. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah, just kind of go. Rob said, like, I appreciate the conversation. But, uh, yeah, I just think you're kind of, like, off on your Terry opinion. I mean, the guys you mentioned, you know, with uh, Diggs and – Hill and Kelsey, like, they all have elite arm talent, like Rob said, and it's just a huge difference from our quarterback situation. And I know you mentioned guys like Cooper and uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, but Terry has more yards than them this year. He has a higher average per catch with much less QB play. I know they have more touchdowns, but I just think you're kind of And less yards per game. He's he's played in 12 games. I think that's important to, to point out. Those other guys, for a variety of reasons, have played in less games. So he's getting less per game reception he's still above those guys so i mean with, with playing with heineke instead of i mean golf golf and Brissett are nothing special either but you know i'm just i just kind of disagree and think that you know you're not giving terry any credit here comparing him to the guys that the quarterbacks of the other guys you mentioned are playing with and and he's outperformed the guys that you mentioned as well but i appreciate you taking my call tim and uh love the show man keep up the good work thank you very much uh Call back in any time. Love the, 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 the banter. I think it's fair to say he's not outperforming someone like Amari Cooper, who has five more touchdowns, more yards per game. He's been playing with Jacoby Brissett, who is, who is a backup, right? So you could say they're both playing with backups. Uh, I, I think that's, that's fairly fair to say. But, but again, again, I'm, I understand I'm being nitpicky. I just think that, that Terry is the type of special, right, that, that you can demand the top, top from, right? I mean, I, mean, I, I think that has to be, be understood. DeAndre Hopkins, he's great with Kyler, yes, and you can say Kyler's more talented. He's great with Colt McCoy, right? There, there is a difference there. This is overtime on 106.7 The Fan, 1-800-636-1067. Like, go back and look at DeAndre Hopkins when he was in Houston. How about that? Is that a, is that a better comparison? I see them both as guys with great body control, great contested catchability, but the quarterbacks might be holding them back a bit. If you go back to DeAndre Hopkins in Houston, I think that might be the best the best expectation of what I think Terry's ceiling is, so I would like him to reach that ceiling. 1-800-636-1067. I love the conversations you're bringing to the table. 1-800-636-1067. I want to look around the division for Washington as well. As big as that Washington Giants game is tomorrow, Philly has a big game against the Titans. Dallas gets a tune-up while everyone else gets a fist fight. Stick around. What's going on? Overtime on 106.7 The Fan, 1-800-636-1067. I've appeared to uh, touch a little bit of a nerve, asking for Terry McLaurin to do a bit more. We'll get to more of your your conversations on that in a second. Uh, But first, I promise to update you. Uh, Kansas State's doing, doing their part to try to make this thing real chaotic in college football. Kansas State 14, TCU 10 at the moment. About 25 seconds left in the second half, uh, Kansas State has the ball. Obviously, if Kansas State wins that one, 
chaos, right? Because will the college football playoff committee put in two teams that didn't even make their conference championship game, which is what the, the expectation would be, Ohio State and or Alabama? Uh, it would be chaos, and I'm here for it. I want the arguments. Kansas State leading TCU at the moment in that Big 12 championship game. Also, I, I want more from Terry. If you think Terry does, has done absolutely everything perfect, that's on you. But I want to see more from Terry. I have high expectations for him. I think he can be DeAndre Hopkins in Houston. Right? I think he can take Tom Savage and TJ Yates and turn in a 12, 1,300-yard season. That's what I want to see from him. Uh, let's go to Ephraim, who has some comments on our Terry McLaurin discussion. 1-800-636-1067 is the call-in line. That one's open. Uh, Ephraim, thank you for calling in. What do you have for us? Hey, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm, a, I don't understand why you think Terry McLaurin is not one of the best receivers like in the league. It's like we have a difference of I opinion and everything. Yeah, he is. We have a difference of opinion, but why is it important to talk about how much you paid him? Well, because uh, the reason why I bring up salary ever is because it's a salary cap sport, right? So everybody has the same amount of money to spend. Obviously, certain teams can can finagle it with signing bonuses and things, but but generally you have the same amount of money to spend. So you are in a direct competition. Who can get the best team per per dollar? So if you give a guy a lot of money, you need to get at least that much value out of him. You need to get at least that much production out of him or else you're losing to the rest of the teams in, in the NFL. So if you pay a guy a ton, what you're saying is they're going to perform even above and beyond whatever percentage of the cap you give them. So being the ninth highest paid wide receiver in the NFL per year means on a per year basis, you're going to have to be a top 10 receiver in the NFL, right? Here's the thing, but you already paid him his money. Like, you're paying him based off what he's done and what he's projected to do. Well, you haven't already paid him all of it. I mean, he has a per-year salary. Um, but I, I honestly don't even really care when the cash hits, right, whether it's a signing bonus, whether it's a roster bonus. Some guys have incentives or whatever. It, it's how much do you count against the cap? That's always what I'm worried about. Whatever you're counting against the salary cap, you need to bring that much value or else you're losing a step on everyone else that is, is spending their money better. Even Taylor Heineke counts against the cap on anything. Taylor Heineke counts $1.5 million against the cap. So, so yeah, I mean, the, he's a steal regardless, right? It, it's, it, it's the same thing with rookie, rookie contracts. And, and thank you very much for the call, Ephraim. If you're paying someone a tiny amount of money and they're bringing in big value, that's the, that's the lotto ticket. You just hit the lottery. Once somebody gets to the point where they're making big money, they have to perform at an elite level or else you're losing value. And, I, and I'm not, by the way, by the way, by the way, let me, let me just get this all the way clear. Terry is great, right? <laughs> I love Terry McLaurin. And I thought I said that long enough and, and emphatic enough at the beginning of our conversation. I think he is fantastic. I think he has been fantastic. And I think a lot of the improvement to Taylor Heineke could be attributed to Terry McLaurin. I think a lot of the success that that offense has had could be attributed to Terry McLaurin. But I'm also somebody that doesn't just say, you did a good job, so I'm good. I'm somebody that says, you did a good job, can we make it a great job? You did a great job, can we make it a fantastic job? You did a fantastic job, can we make it an all-time job? Right? And, and there, there is a floor for Terry because of his contested catchability. Like, he's always going to be able to make plays whether he gets open or not. But I'm challenging not just Terry, 
I'm challenging Scott Turner to scheme him open in ways that we've seen other guys get schemed open by their play callers. I'm challenging Taylor Heineke to trust Terry to make difficult catches or to, or to give him a chance to make a play. And then almost third in that list is I'm trusting Terry to make the play. <laughs> uh, more Terry McLaurin comments, uh, conversation. Let's go to Corey in Germantown. Called in, wants to talk about Terry. 1-800-636-1067 is the call in line. Corey, thanks for calling in. What do you have to say about Terry? Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, uh, first of all, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. I listen mm-hmm. to you every day at work. But um, awesome. we're saying Thank we need you. more from Terry McLaurin, and uh, and I, I agree with that. But like you, like you just touched on, we need more from Scott Turner. We need more from Taylor Heineke. If you want to see more from uh, Terry McLaurin, and that, that's really all I wanted to say. Uh, like I say great show. I'll see you every day at work, and uh, appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. Th- thank you very much. And and. Maybe I should have been more clear about that early on. I'll give you that, right? Sometimes you talk into a microphone, you get moving fast. Maybe I should have been more clear about that. Getting more out of Taylor is not just on Taylor. Sorry, getting more out of Terry. Getting my T's confused. Getting more out of Terry is not just on Terry. And matter of fact, the callers earlier that were upset I was comparing Stefan Diggs or, or Kelsey or these guys to Terry McLaurin. If you go back and listen, it'll be up on the podcast page. You can find it online. Uh... I didn't actually compare those players to Terry. I compared their play callers getting those guys open, even though everyone in the building knows those guys are getting the ball. Scheme him open, right? Because one of one of one of the great defenses of of you know like a, a number one player not playing like a number one player is, and I'm not saying Terry's not, but I, now I'm talking generically, uh, is that the defense is putting all their attention on them. I, I have too many examples in the NFL of players who you, me, the the guy in the, the bleacher seat, the, the nosebleeds, the guy in the front row, the lady in, in near the concession stand, the lady in the end zone, the other team, the defense, the offense, the assistant coach. Everybody knew that guy was going to get the ball, yet they kept getting the ball. There's too many examples of it. How do they do it? Study them, learn it, do it for Terry. This is Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. We'll keep this conversation going. There's a few others I also want to have, including the impact that this game tomorrow will have on the division. That's right. We're, we're getting to the point. We're two-thirds of the way through the season. The division is now going to start shaking out in a real way. I want to talk about that coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 